Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Now, science is now teaching us that everything is energy, and that energy is interconnected and interdependent. In essence, that energy is one thing. Now, Ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons, and science, quantum physics, is just now catching up. So basically what this means is what you do to another person, you are literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Case Against Masks with Dr. Judy Mikovits. Welcome, Judy, to Awake to Oneness Radio. Uh-huh. I, I had the pleasure of meeting Judy in person the first week. It was the January 2nd, the second day of the year in California, sunny California, which I'm not used to that on the East Coast here in the mountains. But I had the honor of meeting Dr. Judy. We were both speaking at an event that was hosted by the Unmasked.net. And Judy, please share your journey. I've been familiar with your work now since for the last year. But please share your journey with our listeners that may not be familiar. <laughs> well, <laughs> that that entire journey could take a really long time, but it hey, we got time. <laughs> You share whatever you want to share. Um, well, you know, I'm a, I have a PhD in biochemistry and molecular biology, um, which I defended during the really the heart of the HIV AIDS acquired immune deficiency syndrome epidemic. That was I defended it November 19th. I mean, November 14th of, of 1991. And, and at that time, we, we had known of um, AIDS and we had isolated and associated, um, or actually Luc Montagnier first from, from Paris, isolated and associated a, a new retrovirus with that disease. We, the laboratory I was working in had confirmed that association from well prior to me getting a PhD back in 1983 and four was when we did that work. And, um, 
And, and, and my PhD, basically, it was on AIDS latency, that's dormancy, the idea that it's not the presence of a virus, um, but the expression of the virus when it overwhelms, when it causes a hyperimmune activation in a susceptible host, in a susceptible animal or human. Retroviruses are obligate parasites, that is, they only grow in cells of an animal and in certain cells of an animal. So, um, you know, my PhD thesis went on at the molecular and biochemical level to say that, in, and this was within a week of when Magic Johnson, the, the basketball star, the NBA star, had been shown to buy a test to be infected with HIV. He was at the prime of his life and his career. And so the, the, the way they asked me to dis describe molecularly at my PhD thesis defense was based on your thesis, will he or will he not um, die of AIDS? Mm -hmm. And I basically said, everything has to change. You know, the, the overall picture is he won't even get AIDS, but everything has to change about how we treat HIV infected individuals. And of course that, that turned out to be true. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what you do is you silence the virus, make sure not to spread it by immune activation events. You, we, at the time, we never gave an HIV in, in infected individual any vaccine because that's intended to drive the proliferation and expansion, the, the growth and expansion of the very cells producing the virus. So you would spread it through the infected individual's body. Now, if you used an antiretroviral therapy, whether natural or chemotherapy, um, to silence the virus, then you could protect the individual from a damaging effect and, and give um, immune therapies, including vaccines. So this is what had been done um, and, and, and is not still being done, by the okay. way. Um, and so that becomes important in, in COVID and why that happened. So I, my, my career at the National Cancer Institute progressed making some seminal discoveries about how to silence the virus and which parts of the immune system were critical with respect to HIV driving AIDS. Um, or as a major contributing factor. We don't say cause because in order for cause to be in play for a viral infection, um, every person with the infection needs to get the disease. Now that was true in the 80s because we only knew of a few thousand with the disease. Okay. But then when we started looking deeper at people and, and they all had the infection, but when we started looking deeper, let's just say with Magic Johnson, here's a perfectly healthy person. He certainly doesn't have AIDS. What happened? Well, we developed tests, serology tests in order to detect presence of infection. And then we could associate that with the disease. And, and so in the late 80s, you could... Um, what became apparent to some doctors and, and we knew them was that they kept putting in boxes samples where people, women, children, 
doctors, nurses, um, began to get um, AIDS-like immunological changes, but they didn't have any evidence of HIV. And they didn't meet the demographic. Let's just say we were told it was only gay men, IV drug users, and um, prostitutes. And at that time, just to say it was, you know, this was extremely um, stigma. Um, right. You know, this was like, this was besmirching, you know, this black man. This was... Right this black man who had a relationship, a woman I, that I don't know if he was married or engaged to. He was a, a prominent, well thought of, well respected man in the community. So immediately the assumption went to you're either sleeping with prostitutes or you're gay. Right. Um, which is, uh, I'm sorry, um, yeah. we, we as a community did that. Right. We as the world did that. Right. And, um, and, and, and now we appreciate um, that he could have gotten HIV from the vaccines that, that athletes are given more than anyone else or wow. you know, athletes, the military, the, um, you know, the children. And, and so because why? Because SIV, simian immune deficiency virus, doesn't hurt monkeys at all. They never get sick, um, and, and but they're dormant. That might that's the same word as latency. So right. we found my PhD thesis found right. if the virus was latent, silent, dormant in the person, they would right. never get disease. Okay. So use chemotherapies, natural product therapies, plants to restore the balance of the immune system, whose job is to keep that virus silent. That's how it works. So yeah. it's, it's um, you know, and and we we later learned other things, like for instance, there one of the one of the diseases, parts of the disease, one of the cancers that okay. people got from HIV who were infected with HIV. Um, AIDS patients got Kaposi sarcoma. And, and Kaposi sarcoma was a disease of old men in the southern tip of Italy. Mm. And, um, and, and I say old men because as we age, we lose our innate immune responses that silence viruses like natural killer cells or DNA methylation machinery. And we get more specific immune responses like like a T cell specific because you're very old and you've seen all the pathogens and you've seen all the pathogen. And so you've developed more, more specific responses rather than the broad paintbrush, the broad spectrum. Okay. And that is again too, when we're thinking about COVID and, that, and that's yes. why I'm trying to say it in this, in this way. Yes. Um, so, so um, you know, um, I, you know, the rest of my thesis defense and the rest of my work when I directed the lab of antiviral drug mechanisms right. against AIDS associated cancers. So what we discovered, not us, but a group in New York City, um, Patrick Moore and Yuan Chang actually isolated or identified a herpes virus known as Kaposi sarcoma virus, herpes virus, or HHV8. Okay. And so HHV8 and HIV, if you had both, you were likely to get 
Kaposi sarcoma, 50 years younger than a person with only HHV8 or a person, you know, and a person with HIV alone didn't get Kaposi sarcoma. So you right. can't say either are a causative for the cancer because if your immune system is strong and healthy for both diseases, you don't get either. So right. um, it's, yes. it's, it's a long way to go about this. Right. This is my journey. Mm -hmm. um, as we want to think about everything yes. in our world. And when we learn new things, apply them as quickly as possible, which thanks to Magic Johnson and his Dr. David Ho, okay. um, who was um, on the cover of Time Magazine, I believe in 1990, either one or two okay. for, for treating Magic Johnson according to our hypothesis, right awesome. away right away. But what was he told then? He was told these were very dangerous drugs. Think of the, think of the movie, The Dallas Buyers Club. So we were the, the, the prevailing medical philosophy at the time was get the, don't treat with the antiretroviral therapy, the dangerous therapy, until the person has CD4, a type of T cell, CD4 T cell count below 200. Okay. And so, but by that time, the people were too sick to respond to anything because they had all kinds of infections. And I should even say outfections where dormant viruses were awakened, woke up from, from the, the failure of the immune system. It's that it's the Antoine Beauchamp idea. It's not mm -hmm. the infection, yes. it's the terrain. Key yes, 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 yes. Help. Doesn't mean retroviruses aren't associated with disease and aren't a causative, if you use the word that way, right? Factor, aren't a major factor. And we used to use a paper back in 2010 mm -hmm. that, I kept, that I kept on my desk all the time. Okay. Um, and it, it's literally called um, War and Peace. War and Peace. Among, between microbes in okay. HIV interactions and co-infecting viruses. So if one pathogen, and it can be another pathogen, let's just say Borrelia in mm -hmm. Lyme disease. And mm -hmm. so what Borrelia does is give you a whole different set of symptoms, neuroborreliosis, crippling symptoms, deadly symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, but, there, but Borrelia in and of itself can't be considered causative because most people um, aren't, um, most people aren't infected with um, Borrelia. And, and so what we found, again, with that group of patients, so in 2006 and seven, mm -hmm. I founded an institute focused on neuroimmune diseases. Okay. And so neuroimmune diseases would include um, chronic Lyme disease, which we just mentioned, myalgic encephalomyelitis, um, uh, which is ME-CFS, and a chronic fatigue syndrome, which it had been stigmatized as. Right, right, um, right. Since the 80s. Right, right, right. Well, I, I, I want to just jump in because, I mean, you, you you got this whole, but when you mentioned Antoine, but Beauchamp. 
Bashan, I have just <laughs> I have just discovered this amazing um, scientist from the early, I guess the early <laughs> 1900s, and 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 it was like him against Louis Pasteur, and yeah. it was like the the germ theory won out, but because the the germ theory of Louis Pasteur was being paid money to win out, and 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 Antoine Bashan was like kind of silenced back then. But I, I've learned a lot the past month or two or three weeks about terrain theory. I really have. And so, yeah. And you see what what our work did um, mm -hmm. and, and my PhD thesis did um, and, and our work after that, which I'll get back to, is bring it all together. Yes. And it's neither one nor the other, but okay. what we've done with COVID and what we've done really throughout with HIV, with Zika, with Ebola, with, you know, what, what Tony Fauci and company have done is just keep forcing people back to the germ theory. Right. Um, but the, the germ theory is not it. And, and it doesn't mean, and we get in trouble in, in, in our circles right now, and I'll say trouble just because um, if it's one or the other, everybody loses. Okay. When we understand um, some other aspects which are new, then you have a problem. So let's, I'll, I'll try to explain that. So in, when I started this Neuroimmune Disease Institute, Mm -hmm. We were looking at diseases of women, children, et cetera, et cetera. Well, what happened back in the, um, in the 90s after my PhD thesis defense, um, really right around the same time, I started that work in 87 and finished it in, 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 at the end of um, 91. So, right. but at that time, what we saw was that Arthur Ashe, Okay. Ryan White, the children, and, and many doctors and nurses were dying of AIDS with no evidence of HIV by any test possible um, or, or any strain of HIV, LAV, some of the others, no strains of that. And mm -hmm. so those were put in a box and called non-HIV AIDS. Mm. You know? And so the samples, which is a good Save the samples called non-HIV AIDS. And mm -hmm. people tried to understand because these people didn't have classic AIDS either. They didn't have T cells that were dying. They had dysfunctional parts of other parts of their immune systems, like the natural killer cells primarily. So theirs was an, another combination, war and peace, not HIV and herpes viruses, which is the center of the war and peace, because what that paper tends to say and what we say mm -hmm. is pathogens rarely travel alone. A pathogen's job is to persist and not kill the host because with no host, there's no pathogen. Remember, right. must use right. the host cell machinery, obligate parasite, it has to grow in the cells, the cells have to be dividing. Mm -hmm. White blood cells are every time you inoculate with anything. You're I got you. cells and making a virus production factory. So, um, so what we learned um, with non-HIV AIDS is they had different immune abnormalities. They had sometimes too many T cells. 
or they had no platelets or they had, and those were all called different diseases. And that's why we put all of those diseases into a category of neuroimmune diseases. And you could argue every disease is a neuroimmune disease because it's the brain and the immune system. Mm. And the brain being the operating system, but 70% of the immune system is in the gut. We have the immune system of the nasal pharyngeal cavity. We have the immune system of the lungs. We have the immune system of the skin, um, et cetera, et cetera. Because we know each, and we didn't know that then. And what we also didn't know until 2004 when um, Craig Ventner and colleagues sequenced the entire genome, Mm -hmm. we didn't realize that 8% 8 to 10% of the human genome is dormant viruses, mm, yeah. retroviruses. So you're, well, you know, given to us by God, right. you know, in the Garden of Eden as a regulatory capacity, a communication with the microbiome. So we have 10,000, we have a thousand times more bacteria in our body than cells. Right. And so those are communication, those right. regulate all of our immune responses and right. really make us human. It's the yes. regulatory RNA. Only very few of our genes are transcribed and translated mm-hmm. into proteins. Only 32,000 proteins out of miles of genetic material. Yes. And most of that genetic material is silenced. You know, so for, for instance, um, in your eye, you have all the DNA you have in your nose. Okay. But you only express eye genes in the eye and right. nose genes in the nose. Gotcha. What determines that? Mm. The regulatory, the messenger RNA. DNA. So you see where I'm going. Yeah. And a lot of people have heard of messenger RNA lately. Yes. Correct. And so yes. you see where I'm going. So the long story short on my career mm-hmm. is I co-founded this institute um, after leaving, after leaving, well, our company, Epigenics Pharmaceuticals. So I got married in 2000. Mm-hmm. I, I, I resigned from the... Um, the National Cancer Institute, the Lab of Antiviral Drug Mechanisms in May of 2001, because I got tired of commuting back and forth to meet my husband and California was prettier than Maryland. (laughs) So Dr. Rossetti said, I I, I fell in love with California before I fell in love with my husband. And I said, it really doesn't matter, does it? I'm out of here. (laughs) Right, right, right. Uh Yeah, so at the end of the day, I, um, um, I, I went to a company called Epigenetics Pharmaceuticals, and epigenetics is the expression of the DNA. It's not the presence, it's the expression. So I was the uh, head of cancer biology and later became the chief scientific officer mm-hmm. of that new company that was founded in 2001, okay. um, late 2000, when, so, um, you know, God's timing. And mm-hmm. I end up 
um, you know, throughout the next five years or six years that that epigenics existed, we developed diagnostic strategies and and therapeutic strategies, which would have involved the quinones. Oh, the hydroxyquinone. So the mm. hydroxychloroquine, um, the expression of genes where, you know, why do those drugs work, which are technically antiparasitic? Well, if the parasite is traveling with a retrovirus or, or a coronavirus, which it really doesn't matter as long as the, you know, you stop the immune dysfunction created by the parasitic infection. And, and maybe the mechanisms of these drugs have nothing to do with the type of microbe at all, but rebalancing the immune response. Right. Um, and, and I don't need to go into the biochemistry of that. So at any rate, right. that company, um, in 2005 or six was limping along because, mm -hmm. um, because one of the aftermath of 911 mm -hmm. in 2001 was that nobody cared about curing cancer if we were gonna blow up tomorrow by whoever. Um, okay. you know, if, if we were, you know, who cares about chronic disease? So for about 15 years, um, you know, we, we were stalled in certain in cancer research and development and as, as energy was focused, but on, on other things, military, again, building. Um, and in fact, interestingly enough with that, um, you know, part of the plague of corruption, yes. um, which was our second book, right. it centered around that because right. It, you you could you know the anthrax that was released or so-called put into envelopes and sent from Fort Detrick you know allowed a vaccination program to be um, um, experimented for the anthrax vaccine I'll just say allowed it to be used experimentally on the military um, destroying the lives of many many men um, and and so you know um, as we're seeing in pandemic and yes. like corruption yes. um, you know never waste a good crisis let's just right. take away our freedoms that's when we first started yes. with the, the whole prep act idea of yes now we have homeland security so so now we can take away people's rights over their own body because we're in some kind of crisis and yes. I, it will and and so at any rate um exactly know, where we we end up and, yeah. and all of these things have led up to it. And that's what our book, Plague of Corruption, and that's what our book, Plandemic, uh, yeah. I mean, the movie based on that book, Plandemic, yes. shows you is that um, that was supposed to be a promotional video for the book. And mm. it, was, it, was, it was made in 2019 originally, and we adapted it in 2020 okay. because there was no COVID when yes. our book was supposed to come out. I got you. This is one of the, you know, magic signals. So in, in as a part of that neuroimmune institute, just to finish that story, right. in 2000, and so we, we looked at all of the diseases that were associated, the clinical symptoms. They're mm -hmm. not diseases without causes. So right. they're often called idiopathic. You know, okay. we don't, idiots don't understand the pathogenesis, right. you know, or, you know, and, and so there, but there, there are no effects without causes. And right. so when you start to look for the root cause, 
um, which, you know, that would be environmental toxins. That would be um, injections of other animals, nucleic acid, DNA and protein that make up that, that regulate their bodies. You're injecting the blueprints for their viruses, for their proteins, and you can have autoimmune or or other worse effects right. by doing that, which was, you know, at which ended up being the heart of the hypothesis of that neuroimmune disease institute, and mm-hmm. ended up being um, what effectively ruined my career because. In 2009, we isolated and associated a new family of mm-hmm. retroviruses, HIV-like viruses that in that intercalate that inject themselves into your genome and live there forever, and okay. and through the generations. And every immune activation event expresses those viruses. And when it expresses those viruses, they dysregulate their mRNA, their blueprints, they dysregulate the expression of your genome, leading Mm. to cancers, autoimmune diseases like lupus, like um, um, Borrelia, um, um, like autism, uh, and, and these you know, and these are firmly associated and we didn't use the word causative, but Mm -hmm. in that paper that was ultimately published in the journal Science, Mm -hmm. and I say ultimately because we submitted it on May 6th, 2009. We started that institute essentially December of 2006. And so we built it from the ground up. It was just an idea. We got grants through my collaborators, former collaborators at the the National Cancer Institute, National Institute of Aging, to work on these hypotheses that it wasn't the infectious agent, just as it wasn't in HIV. Right. if you protected the immune system. So the goal was to understand, to look at those natural killer cells, to look at a systems-wide biology approach and understand why certain people couldn't silence those viruses before they destroyed the part of the immune system and led to the disease. Just like um, what we saw with HIV, what we saw with HTLVs, the um, human T cell leukemia viruses, they rarely showed up as disease as long as you protected the immune system. But at the time of our work, 6% of the people in this country, the control group, the healthy people had evidence of these mouse viruses then called XMRV. And they were called that X meant Xeno. Mm-hmm. Now, Xeno is foreign, so okay. they're foreign to you, but they're related to a mouse cancer-causing virus known as MLV, mouse leukemia virus, murine leukemia virus. So that was the fragment mm-hmm. of, of the virus that was shown um, in, a, in the a PCR reaction, when, um, and that was associated with prostate cancer. So the, the PCR reaction was originally done by Silverman and Derisi, the two mm-hmm. people who claimed discovery for the virus. But what okay. they did was isolate the virus and, um, and, and show it to be infectious and transmissible. And therefore, you don't know how this mouse virus 
got into humans. Right. So they, so because my work was prostate cancer at the National Cancer Institute associated with um, black people mm-hmm. who, had, who had different genetics and biomarkers and they tended, blacks, Hispanics, people of color, tended to have an enzyme known as RNA-L okay. that was 50% less efficient at gobbling up Pac-Man style viruses in blood because um, of the shape of the enzyme change because of a single nucleotide change um, in, in the enzyme sequence, in the blueprint of the, of the enzyme. And so, it, you know, that because of my work in both fields, right. I was able to say, well, it doesn't matter if it's not cancer, it's do you have these immune aspects of compromise are, are you compromised even though that's not a defect that that gene doesn't cause cancer right other things have to happen you have to be exposed to those viruses somehow and <laughs> and so at any rate our paper came out really with great fanfare we submitted it may 6th of 2009 it okay. went through peer review um, and, and then we responded, the first response was around on or about June 6th of 2009, where, where the reviewers said, I'm 95% convinced, show me an immune response, meaning show me that's not a contaminant, just a fragment of RNA in the person. And right. That matters. That matters into what we're talking about with these fraudulent PCR tests. Exactly. So we developed an antibody test and showed it to be cross-reactive, that we showed two different methods that, where a person was shown positive. And okay. we never called a person infected unless you prove them by two different independent tests, either protein analysis on a Western blot, which was how we used to do it in HIV, confirm the test some other way. In HIV, we didn't have PCR, so we used serology. That is, do you have an antibody? That's that second test we developed in um, that's that second test we developed in uh, um, in in our paper in 2009, um, and so um, in in. In, in, in HIV days, we did what's called a Western blot. We showed the expression of protein, not just the fragment of RNA mm-hmm. um, so expression. So this is what we did. Our paper came out and, and the, the third vetting we got was, and this is all in our first book, Plague. The third vetting is on July 22nd, 2000 and, uh, 2009. Now, three months after we submitted our paper, which is super, super, super confidential because we don't want to worry the people. You you don't want to say you have a cancer-causing virus unless you have a cancer and and neuroimmune disease-causing virus, a new family of AIDS viruses. You just, you know, that's the right thing to do. So what the government did was said, wait a minute, there were other people around the world who were showing confirmation in prostate cancer, confirmation in diseases like autism, which was not what our original paper looked at, um, confirmation in other like like chronic Lyme disease and things like that, which nobody believed were diseases at the time. They're mm-hmm. just 
syndromes, clinical collections of symptoms, which they are, unless you have a cause. Um, mm -hmm. At any rate, um, and 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 can show therapy that benefits that. So we go along the, uh, you know, we go along, and there's we call it in our book. The chapter is called the July twenty second invitation only meeting. Okay. And so the investigators that had papers in press or had published papers on. And it looked like there were many strains or several strains to say the least of this mouse family of viruses, which mm -hmm. you could have called mouse H, you know, you could have called them gamma retroviruses, just human HGRV, just like we, we renamed lymphadenopathy virus related to GRID, gay-related immune deficiency, to mm -hmm. HIV AIDS, which was just an acquired immune deficiency. We don't know how you acquired it. Right. Um, it, it takes the stigma out of it. Um, mm -hmm. so, so here we tried to take the stigma out of it, and we originally called it ZAN for XMRV associated neuroimmune disease. X, you know, it could be anything. And then, and then ultimately, you would have called it. We called it HGRV, human gamma retrovirus, and the the group of diseases which cancer fits into are. A acquired deficiencies because you don't have cancer if your natural killer cells gobble them up like they're supposed to that at least one line of your front line of immune defense so right. um yeah so that was <laughs> july 22nd we presented our data with dr rossetti we showed both the cancer data we showed data of children not with an autism diagnosis but with other neuro neuroimmune diseases and then we showed the cohort of people with chronic fatigue syndrome and um and and basically the next day our paper um was accepted for press, but they didn't accept it. They just wrote me in the airport. Uh, they wrote me and I was sitting in the airport and said, okay, send us, the journal Science said, send us, the editor, your Word document so we can begin editing it. And it's like, okay, well, that's what a journal does. And okay. we're excited because we think that means it's going to be published. Right. What we didn't realize at, a at the time was what they were going to do is edit out, is edit out all the mechanisms that we've done my entire life so that we understand the latency, so that we understand the patient population, so that we understand, in fact, that all the way back to the 80s, non-HIV AIDS was XMRV associated. And okay. so what that meant was the blood supply had been contaminated for 30 years. And while, while people lied like Tony Fauci and said HIV causes AIDS, when Bob Gallo and Tony Fauci and people around the world tried to get credit and, and developed tests and make millions and delayed the testing, the serology tests that could have identified millions of people. They were all fighting for credit and money um, and blocking Luc Montagnier from credit and money and others like um, uh, 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 Peter Duisberg. 
who, who kept saying HIV doesn't cause AIDS. There's something else going on. Or Shai Xing Lo, who said mycoplasma is associated or other people. And, and I believe that said herpes viruses were associated, just like we later learned. You know, so it's association and, and not causation because there's no single agent, whether it be a environmental toxin or infectious agent that has any, you know, is, is the sole cause of a chronic acquired deficiency because our immune systems were wonderfully and fearfully made by yes. God. We don't only have RNA cell, we have every, or macrophages or natural killer cells. My game was macrophages. That's my focus as a scientist, but we have so many frontline warriors to keep those things out of our, of our systems. But when you inject other animal viruses, along with polysorbate 80, along with aluminum, along with um, God knows how many contaminants that have been accumulating in, by the cell lines, the contaminated cell lines that are in, you know, that the manufacturing plants of these viral vaccines, that was the big, oh my God of our work. And that's why, so on, on July 22nd, um, yeah. one of the reviewers of our paper turned to the next guy, which is a conflict of interest. Right. Oh my God, you mean all the sequences we saw in the 80s were real? This could have been stopped if we'd stopped injecting monkey viruses. Where does that come from? Oh, Vero monkey kidney cells. How did HIV really spread through our world? Um, the hepatitis B vaccine program that those in the high risk categories were forced to get that vaccine, mm -hmm. activate their immune system, spread it through their world, you know, this, and so, you know, the, um, you know, but we, you know, we just wanted the paper to be published. Right. And I really thought that day would change everything that July 22nd, we would stop these practices. Right. Little did I know that the journal along with the reviewer of the paper, um, and I can say his name, John Coffin, one of the reviewers of the paper, who had an axe to grind and had and 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 was spinning the way Gallo and Fauci were spinning. And Gal Fauci's not at the meeting, but mm -hmm. I guarantee you, he's in the background. He always right. has plausible deniability, and he's the one all the way back in the 80s that forced women and children off and, and simply said they weren't sick, they were crazy. And moms were crazy when their kids got sick after a shot, which caused immune activation and spread pathogens through their body. So these criminals, and we'll get them in our last book, Ending Plague, um, which is um, which is due out very quickly. Well, we're, we're finishing it now because we learn every day. So I've right. delayed, delayed it just a little bit because, um, you know, even the events of last week added another chapter. Right, um, right. We'll talk about now. So at the yeah. end of the day, um, this is, you know, so our paper came out to great fanfare um, right. and the very same John Coffin and another um, criminal investigator, Jonathan Stoye, mm -hmm. whose student was, you know, his, his, um, his uh, a student from his lab, then a scientist was another reviewer on the paper. And her, gar her, her job was to make sure people in Europe with ME-CFS 
never got any treatment. They're just behavior. They got cognitive behavioral therapy and the whole nice so UK, the US worldwide. It's keep this secret forever um, yes. and, and, and bury anybody. So she's like, oh no, those are just crazy people. Her review was meaningless. It was a sentence if that. And then there was a third reviewer who's also playing part in who also played a part in destroying my career because mm. he had the patient samples from New York City. Okay. Which, which the people that, that the person that confirmed our results, second, there was another who confirmed our results um, almost immediately afterwards and he was shut down. But mm -hmm. this the, the, the paper that appeared in PNAS, Proceedings of National Academy of Sciences, in the summer of 2010, and right. it was delayed. It should have come out in the spring, but the, the corrupt CDC and the, the journal, the corrupt journal, held the publication when it was in press. Right. Because they realized the magnitude of a 30-year contaminated blood supply because what the people who confirmed our work did, Shai Xing Lo, um, Dr. Shai Xing Lo and, and Harvey Alter, Shai Xing Lo had a box in okay. his freezer from the 80s and 90s, non-HIV AIDS. When our paper came out, October 8th, 2009, Right. Pulled the box out of the freezer and lo and behold, 86% positive, 8% in the controls. Right. That's 25 million Americans who you've infected by a contaminated blood supply for 30 years and by repeated injections and immune activations. These women and children, these families, they're considered crazy. Nobody stopped them from donating blood. Mm. Nobody, nobody stopped the immune activation events, the vaccinations. And, and in fact, they, they mandated laws to keep them going over and over and over again. So, yes. you know, yes. so yeah. the government doesn't do the right thing. What they do is um, Tony Fauci leads the way in 2011 and in 2012, when it's very clear, this is the answer. The blood supply is heavily contaminated. Um, the, um, we showed him a way to clean it up, by the way. That's, that's the way Frank Rossetti taught me. Do not show a cause until you have a solution. Right. We have all along because we had those solutions for AIDS, for HIV-associated disease development. So- yeah. Um, right. anyway, when I refused to renounce all of this, you know, basically I was jailed. They fabricated a crime. They fired me without notice on September 29th. They locked down two laboratories and literally every piece of my writings, except one that we're talking about, um, you know, they, you know, throughout 2011, I would say from, you know, from the second the paper was published, all that was edited out of the paper, different people in UK, the attack dogs came out where right. papers were submitted, papers were submitted that didn't at all replicate our results. They used a crap ass PCR procedure, much like we've got in COVID, you know, crap ass, nothing, not validated, um, not amplifying, false positive, false negative in that case. Yes. Uh, on page 91 of our 
our book, Plague of Corruption, I show an email that I wrote to the head of the National Heart, Lung, Blood Institute on August 31st, 2011. And I said, your PCR test has a cutoff so high. Meaning right. everyone's considered negative, that it wouldn't find a willing Roman in a whorehouse. Sure. And so, oh yeah, right. And so what did they do in COVID? Oh, they just spun it all around so that everybody's positive. Oh, an XMRV, everybody was negative. Make up your mind, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make up your mind is just, and so, and, and as it turns out, mm -hmm. Science Journal knew exactly what they were doing when they put it out all the key information made up a scenario that had nothing to do with what we did. And then the last thing was, you know, after I got out of jail, I'm told by Ian Lipton. How long? How long did they keep you? Because I know oh. they, they arrested you without without even charges. Without even a warrant. There never were charges. There never were legitimate charges filed. And, and uh, essentially, they held me there from November 18th, um, 2011, and until the day before Thanksgiving, I believe November 22nd, 2011. It could have been the Tuesday night before. Um, okay. And again, without bail and 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 without a lawyer mm. and the whole time i'm in there you know i'm i'm being basically epstein if you will mm. you know either kill yourself mm. or or sign this apology mm. and confession that said i made up all of xmrv and i'll spend the rest of my life doing honest research and you know me the f word i said was not Polonius Fauci. Um, right. <laughs> uh, and, and, and it's like, no, I spent all my life doing honest research. And if one person, and I wrote that in that email on August 31st, 2011, if one person, because I failed to say anything, loses a mother, loses a child. I lost my own mother due to vaccine injury, and it's called iatrogenic medical malfeasance, malpractice, mistakes. It's, right. it's 836,000 people die in this country. That was 2018 or 19. Every right. year from that. Who's talking about that? Right. You know, those things killed my own mother and, and how many children, you know, how do I sleep at night? Right, 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 right. It's not happening, not on my watch. Yeah, so well, my daughter in 2003, at 23 years old, was diagnosed with MS. Now, the first thing, because I'm completely holistic, and this is, my holisticness comes from higher self. It didn't, I don't, didn't know any of this stuff. I just naturally have always been holistic. So when my daughter at 23 years old was diagnosed with MS, I'm, I'm of the mindset, it's mind over matter. I said, do not believe, don't, do not take on that diagnosis. Do not believe it. You know, start changing your life. I did all this research, started sending how to eat, how to eat healthier, how, you know, just holistically, because I know many people, I know they say MS is not curable. Many people have overcome MS with changing their lifestyle. So right. I encouraged her. Now she's 40 years old. She doesn't listen, of course. Daughters don't listen to their mothers. So she didn't listen to me. Now she is at 40 years old. She's wheelchair bound. 
But um, I, I know that people that have been diagnosed with MS, the same age, same time as she, and they're owning a yoga studio and teaching yoga every day. So I know that you're, but I, I know now after this past year that her MS was due to vaccine injury. I know it. Absolutely. And you're going to see it after we started talking. I sent you a slideshow. Okay. I knew sooner or later we're going to go into the masks and I yes, wanted yes. to see oh, great, great. To see the first few slides in that in that slideshow that I was supposed to present in, in, in Florida. Exactly. So yeah, now and you have to yeah. absolutely right. You're cor absolutely correct now on the MS. Yes. And interestingly, it's it was one of our neuroimmune disease long been associated with the inappropriate expression of gamma retroviruses. And we have an endogenous one, meaning in our genome, God-given, called mm -hmm. sitin, because the envelope protein alone is expressed. It's not an infectious virus. It's a piece of the envelope protein. And mm -hmm. without sitin, mammals wouldn't have a placenta. Syncytia means fusion of cells. Okay. So when I would look under the microscope for the expression of a retrovirus, not a presence, right. because the DNA alone is not what we're looking for. We're looking for the aberrant, the expression of the virus in the wrong tissue. Well, yes. the expression of syncytin in the brain, in the spinal cord yes. is, is strongly associated with, and there is a slide in that, okay. in that PowerPoint with MS. Mm -hmm. So what is in the COVID vaccine or shot? I'm not going to call it vaccine. The I'm COVID the same way. I call it a shot. I do not call it a what vaccine. What is in the COVID shot? What? But the blueprint of syncytin. You mm -hmm. will make the syncytin protein and express it in every cell of the body. So it's like throwing a gasoline on the fire and it could kill your daughter. So I hope, and I, I actually talked I, have, I don't think, because I said to her recently, I know your MS was caused by your childhood back vaccine. Now she was born in 1980. So we're talking about the vaccines that they did in the early eighties, which, and that's all she had was maybe vaccines for the first two years. Um, I didn't even give her her boosters when she was going to school because I sent her to a Catholic school that didn't even really require those records. So she only had her baby like from six months to 24 months was all she had. But I, and I told her this year, I know your MS is caused by those vaccines. So I think she won't, because if I tell her not to do something, she runs out and do it, does it? So, so I, I haven't really had the discussion about the COVID shot with her, but I really believe that this is something she won't do. Uh, good, and I do hope she doesn't wear the masks because this is the whole point. We just spent the last hour getting to this last 10 minutes, but this was the whole point right. of our book, The Case Against the Mass. Mass, exactly. Uh, because so all of our work showed this. This is why, um, you know, everything that led up to this. So, you know, from the beginning, I've been saying, you know, what is this shot? What is SARS-CoV-2 spike protein? Right. Well, it's the surface unit, GP120, the envelope protein of HIV. Right. The, it's the 
XMRV, the human gamma retrovirus, syncytin mm -hmm. um, blueprint. Okay. And, and it's the um, SARS-CoV, the SARS spike protein, the ACE receptor binding, you know, right. ACE receptor binding domain. Yes. And, and so that um, is what is called the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. Right. Well, that we know that was weaponized and why? Because it was grown in Vero monkey kidney cells. Why are you correct about your daughter? Mm -hmm. Even if it was only those vaccines in the 80s. Right. What was one of them? One of them was polio. Yes. What was that? Vero monkey kidney cells. Okay. So yes, our country was injected with HGRVs, H HIVs. You know, it's, I'm just adding the different H on the end of it because it's not SIV. Right. But HIV is close enough to the HIV in the envelope domain to generate a, a, an inflammatory, the flame to throw gasoline on the fire. So yes. you don't need an infectious transmissible virus if you're injecting the toxin. See, a virus means poison. Yes. If, you, if you're injecting another animal's genome mm -hmm. into the human, that is a poison for your genes, for the expression of your genes. So yes. what is, you know, and remember, I just said, we sat at that invitation only meeting. It's chapter eight of our book, Plague. What was the thing they said? You mean all the sequences we saw in the 80s were real. Mm. MS has long been associated with retroviruses. They've just never isolated an infectious transmissible one, but you don't need infectious transmissible if you turn on syncytin expression in the wrong body tissue. Mm -hmm. you don't like that. That's the disease. Yes. That's the flame. That's the cytokine storm. That's yes. how God protects. It, it gobbles up and, and burns the bad thing. That's what a fever is. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. that's you're gonna destroy the the toxic, the germ, whatever it is. And right. so this is, you know, Antoine Beauchamp is still right. Yes, yes. But, yes. but you say there's no isolated virus transmissible infectious agent ever associated with disease um you know makes everybody wrong you know they <laughs> pasteur wasn't totally wrong and 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 he wasn't totally right but right. they voted that because they could make drugs they could yeah, make they money. could make money off of that yes, Perfect. yes it wasn't simply strengthen your immune system with vitamin d vitamin c so right. so here we go to the mask mm -hmm. yes what's important about the case against the mask our yes. book yes 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 what's important about the case against the mask are books and you can show those slides if you want or yes, you definitely definitely well here's the plan you we know the censorship so i am definitely this the whole inter everything will go up on bitchu which will, won't be censored but i will edit some portions so they so i'll have edited portions on youtube because we know youtube will not let us put this you know they're like yeah you're strong you're you know i want to hear youtube's mouth so i'm going to edit what can go on youtube but then have a say 
The link to the full interview is down below. Click on that, that'll take you to bit you. So, cause we don't want, we're not gonna be censored. We're not gonna, we're not gonna be silent. We're not gonna. Right, yeah. great. Okay. Well, that's so you'll see in the in the in the talk that I was to give on Saturday, um, Mar uh, sorry, what month was it? March 13th. Yeah, um, I at the in Sarasota, Florida, I was supposed to give um, to the International um, Academy or Association of Oral Medicine and Toxicology. It's called the IAOMT. Right. So what they asked me about was to to talk about our book, The Case Against the Masks, mm -hmm. and to talk about why certain masks. So the our, our, the entire title of our book is The Case Against the Masks. Okay. Ten reasons why mask use should be limited. Okay. Nobody said a mask didn't have value in the appropriate. Um, in the pl appropriate place and with the appropriate type of personal protective equipment on the appropriate person. Right. But clearly, if you deprive oxygen and you increase CO2 in a person who already CO2 makes the blood um, acidic, and acidic leads to disease. Our, our, we're supposed to be alkaline. We're supposed to be at a, a, a balanced pH. Um, you know, and, and so this is, you know, that, that leads to the activation of the endogenous viruses, pathogens that cripples the parts of the immune system, like the natural killer cells, like other parts of the immune system, and changes the expression of genes in our endocannabinoid system, in, in, in the whole body. So, right. and it's as simple as acids and, and bases. Um, <laughs> so um, that's, um, you know, um, you know, the power of hydrogen is what pH stands for, you know, right, right. hydrogen is good. You know, right. because it signals the body and oxygen in, in, a, in an airplane, for instance, oxidative stress is that you have O3 instead of O2. Okay. And O3 has too many negative charges. You need to balance those with positive charges or right. you create an acidic environment. So exactly. it's not, um, you're not more susceptible into things in a plane um, because people are spreading germs. Right. Um, right, right. You're more susceptible because you're under what's called oxidative stress. You need antioxidants, positive, to balance that. Positive, negative, balanced all the time. So, okay. so, so what, now, what are your thoughts, though, of healthy people wearing the mask? Absolutely deadly. They, they, in fact, they won't, they're what we see. And so our book goes into that because mm -hmm. what, uh, what the mask on a healthy person does is every breath out. So every breath in is 16.9%, I mean, 21.9% oxygen. Right. Every breath out is, is 16%. Okay. That means all that oxygen is used for your biochemical reactions, for your metabolism, for, for life itself given yes. by God. There's a reason why the atmosphere is that much oxygen and no more, not too pure, not too little. And then carbon dioxide is, is, um, is, um, is um, 0.4% in 
and 4% out, 100% more. You're okay. bringing out CO2. It's your toxic waste. It's right. global warming in your body. It, right. It's the definition of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease where you can't breathe is right. too much carbon dioxide in, in the blood. That makes you acidic. That activates outfection, if you will, dormant microbes, and you start making other people sick. Yes. And then and then the mask itself, as I show in three slides on that PowerPoint, okay. uh, the mask itself, uh, especially the blue paper masks, the yes. surgical masks, are loaded with carbon nanofibers that can look to your to your lungs like asbestos driving lung cancer in people who already have lung disease and other diseases. So mm -hmm. Actually, the masks and the people who tested positive for expression of coronavirus, remember that fragment? They were yes. wearing the masks most of the time. Yes. Those of us who wore no masks never yes. tested positive. Why? Our immune systems kept the viruses dormant That's even if we were infected. Exactly. So, Exactly. Whether outfection or injection, and remember, every flu shot has mm -hmm. coronaviruses in it. And remember the paper at the beginning of 2020 by Greg Wolf, a large study in the military that showed that yes. if, the, if you got a flu vaccine, you were 36% more likely to get COVID. And yes. yet, what were we told to do in 2020? Get a flu shot. And wear the mask. <laughs> when Tony Fauci himself. Yes. No, you don't cripple him. And stay inside and isolate. Mm -hmm. We need to hug people. Yes. We need to love. The yes. mask makes you angry. The mask makes you fearful. We're treating everyone like typhoid Mary. Mm -hmm. You know, in the, in, the, in the beginning of all of this, because I'm infected, Right. Out of the laboratories with the XMRVs and the HIVs. Because I'm infected with those and can get AIDS and can drive lung cancer when I'm, you know, I, I basically said at restaurants, okay, fine, I have AIDS, HIV. What do you want? Do you want AIDS or do you want the common cold? You decide. Okay. I'm not wearing that mask. Mask, yes. And it's not that I refuse to wear any mask. Right. Um, said the safe mask at the right time and right. we because we work with cancer patients because we work with AIDS patients they are more susceptible to infection right so if five years or so before with with people undergoing chemotherapy with people with frank AIDS we have to protect them Yes. Every year. With my husband with COPD, I must protect him every year from yes. dying of COPD, from being hospitalized mm -hmm. of COPD or any, any bacterial infection. The masks trap the bacteria and let the virus go straight through. So what we see is people are dying of bacterial pneumonia, which mm. is how my husband in his 30s got the COPD from bacterial pneumonia, which hospitalized him for weeks, a healthy young man, and he almost died. Mm -hmm. So we wear the mask, let the virus go straight through, cripple our immune system and concentrate mycoplasma, mold, bacteria, 
on the mask so that we're breathing heavier and we're making ourselves sick. That So it makes sense if you're driving a pandemic, but it doesn't make sense if you're if you're protecting people. Right. So I, in fact, was wearing a triple layer heavy. It's called a triple layer heavy. It had two mesh on the outside and the inside, and the inside layer was either copper or silver. In the case of last week, last week on March 10th, it was silver, but on three previous flights, mm-hmm. I, wear, I wore the copper triple mesh mask. And okay. on those flights, um, I was never bothered by anyone. And one of those, you know, one of those flights, I, I flew first class. I should say that when I was infected by by breathing in the XMRVs, because that was the big, oh my God, in that July 22nd invitation only meeting, chapter eight of our first book play, oh my God, we can't retrofit our lab workers with a biosafety level three like HIV AIDS. So what they said was unintended spread, unintended release of a biosafety level two uh, uh, virus. No, 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 you can't call XMRV. It's contagious cancer. It's contagious autism. It's contagious MECFS, deadly debilitating disease. And, and I caught it through the air. Mm. I caught it in a laboratory that was protected, right. that was not biosafety level three, that okay. it's floating through the air and nobody in a laboratory working with mouse tissue or animal tissue or gene therapy, that's, they worked in biosafety level two. Okay. And many, many of my friends died of cancer. Mm. Very, very, very young. I mean, I thank God I chose the deadly retrovirus and worked in in biosafety level three facilities for okay. 22 years of my career. I didn't, I didn't catch. Right. I didn't catch XMRV until mm-hmm. 2010, and we know exactly the day I zero converted. And because I worked with HIV, we took my blood every day of those 22 years until I left. So gotcha, nailed you, know exactly, you know, that these were transmitted through the air. And this is what the government didn't want you to know, contagious yeah. cancer. So who's the first to die in COVID? Wearing a mask, isolating, getting a shot of any kind, flu shot, any kind. People right. know better than to get a shot. Oh, HIV infected, XMRV infected, Borrelia infected, Babesia infected, mycoplasma infected, mold infected, where <laughs> all of those things have been contaminant, right. contaminants of those vaccines. And right. that is the big, oh my God, of our discovery. Right. Now, getting back to the mask, because there's certain things I do want to put, I think I can put the mask stuff on YouTube. So getting back to the mask, please tell Please explain, um, describe the mask that you do wear that is healthy and that is basically designed for um, um, people that like with cancer, with cancer and stuff. For yeah. immune compromised people, it's, um, it's, uh, I, there are several of them and I, I'm sorry, I can't put it on the website or they'll shut this com- company down. Oh, okay. Um, but what it is, is it's made of silver and copper. 
And so when you plate a material, when you plate it in a layer with silver and or copper or both, um, copper is very antiviral, which okay. means the minute a virus touches it, it's dead. Okay. Because it's a charge and that okay. charge inactivates. We, that's why I keep talking about charge. And if okay. it's silver, colloidal silver breathed into the lungs or in a formulation, even drinking a little colloidal silver um, um, is antiviral. It's anti-HIV. We've known this my entire career. And, right. and these were also the medicines that patients were stopped from getting in the 80s and 90s. Um, right product therapies and these kinds of things were forbidden or companies were, you know, FDA not approved, you can't use it, hydroxychloroquine, zinc. What is zinc? It's a charged molecule. Right. Why? Because viruses, you know, are inactivated by charges, different kinds, different pathogens, everything. So, right. so uh, these masks are, are actually sterile all the time because okay. the pathogen's dead on the mask. It doesn't make it through it. Through. Okay. I can breathe through the layers. Mm -hmm. not restricting my oxygen. And so this particular one was, it's called heavy duty triple layer mesh mask. Okay. So, but it's got three layers. One of them um, is, is completely cloth. I just don't have one because I gave it to a friend to fly somewhere. So okay. she wouldn't be hurt. Okay. Um, but it's got three layers and two of them on, on the outside are very um, see-through mesh so that, so that they're heavy. I don't know if I have one of those, but this company makes a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Right. So the point, the point is, um, so, but the airline, so, so I, I, I sit with this mask on, um, triple heavy, it's called. Um, and, and so I sit with this mask on triple layer, heavy duty, um, right. whether it's silver or copper, they're both one's called silver, one's called copper. I had, I had one on last week, one on the week before one on the week right. before. Whatever so I had. you, you've flown like three, three times. You were trying to fly for the fourth time. So you've flown Correct. three times with it, with no problem. Well, actually the first time I flew with it. Um, September 20th, 2020, I had the same problem with attack by a stewardess who said, okay. you can't wear that mask. And I said, oh no, this is exactly the mask I can wear. You're not a medical professional. There's no lawful mask. There's no CDC, FDA or anything approved mask. And I've actually got a picture of it on my screen that I'll send you later. Okay. Um, we wanted, you know, in that case, they didn't catch me. Um, that's a great story. I got off the plane and it'll be a chapter in ending plague. Um, okay. There'll be a mask chapter, I guarantee you. Um, okay. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why I'm not finished with the book yet. We delayed the publication a little bit because God only knows. Um, right. um, yes. So yes, I was stopped at that time from wearing, I had two layers on at that time too. I had something called Shield of Glory, mm -hmm. which is short, you can find it shieldofglory.com. Okay. Um, and it's a, it's a half, plastic max that comes up over your nose okay it sets out from my chin okay. and solid plastic that's that can be sprayed with essential oils that are antimicrobials so if i were to cough or sneeze 
everything goes back into that. And that's been used in the food industry for decades. I don't even know how long. Okay. And one of my favorite restaurants in Carlsbad, The Compass, actually they had them on when they were asked to. And it's wonderful because you see my husband's deaf and, 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 he, and the deaf people are at great risk on an airplane or anywhere because we can't hear you. We can't, and I have- Can't read lips, yeah. They can't. We can't hear what you're saying. We can't see the emotion. We can't get the, that's why these things are so dangerous for children. Children need to see smile. They need to see love. These are very fearful immune suppression, fear and anger, the very most powerful immune suppressive thing. So at any rate, what I had done in September, of September 20th on the United Airlines flight from Chicago to um, Los Angeles. And mm -hmm. now I flew from Fort Myers to Chicago with that mask on without a person saying a word. Okay. And, um, so you see the, the, the targeting comes in in many cases. And in that case, right. I have a different red hat on. This one says, we the people. Yes. So you know, I love my hats. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. We the people. Yes. My yes. hats always have a message. Yes. And so um, I believe on September 20th, I had a pink women for Trump hat on. Okay. Um, and so, um, uh, but, but again, these, these flight attendants, right. These people are targeting people, yes. not just me. I'm not going to pretend like anybody knows who I am, but they're targeting people for right. a reason, for an agenda that has nothing to do with a viral infection. Virus right. doesn't know you're a black man, a white man, a, a gay man, an IV drug user, just as we've talked about a child, somebody with lung disease, virus doesn't know that. The right. fact of the matter is, I, on neither of these flights was I sick. Right. On both of the flights, I had a cough. Okay. XMRV and my lifelong obstructive airway disease, my pleurisy. Right. I always have a cough. I always have a cough. So I must be able to breathe or I'm just going to sit there and cough and make the whole plane sick. But the right. fact of the matter is I had the safest mask on both flights all the time. And I absolutely obeyed the rules and I absolutely thought about it. I'm scientist who's qualified to discuss it and um, showed the data in both talks. I had given talks last September in Florida and right. I was supposed to give two talks one to the Medical Academy of Pediatric Special Needs, which was in Orlando on, on March 11th. And then I would travel on to Sarasota by car okay. um, be, and, and give the talk at the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology, for which I sent you those slides. They're slightly different, but with respect to the mass, they're no different because pediatric kids with autism, with epilepsy, with cancers, with any of these diseases, 50% of our kids have asthma. They okay. cannot wear those masks. Those I know. Masks, any of them. The right. plastic have the pair of the PFOAs in it. You cannot wear the plastic. You cannot wear the black things. You cannot wear the cloth things. You cannot wear the dangerous mask. Right. It will drive the disease. And that's why they healthy people, the children, nobody in the children are all called asymptomatic carriers. No, they're not sick. There's no disease. And now our schools are forcing kids into mass. And I can't even imagine the psychological, the, 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 uh, the, the cancers, the lung disease, the permanent OCD, ADHD, all of this, which is driven by the same molecular pathways, 
inflammatory cytokine, the brain's on fire. You know, there is depression. Depression, that's interleukin-6 driven at the heart of the molecular pathogenesis, my job. So in both cases, I was wearing masks, which absolutely would not have allowed the transmission of any virus or bacteria and 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 in both cases would have kept me from driving my own disease and so in this particular in in that particular case as i said i flew from florida to chicago september 20th and right. so I, I was safely on the plane before the flight attendant targeted me okay and so, um you know, God, God's good. So great yes. story. I won't go into it how I got off that plane without arrest on okay. September 20th. Oh. But I survived. I ran off the plane. I got to the, I was threatened, um, should have a lawsuit and all of that. Um, right. At any rate, I am. Um, um, so um, on March 10th, right. I sat in the airport for two hours. I went by, um, this was Santa Barbara Airport in, in Santa Barbara. I went through security. I put the mask on. I was told to take that the, off my mask, my hat, and my glasses. Right. I had a suit on or, or jeans and a business jacket other than the hat and the glasses. Right. Um, I was told to take all of them off in security so they could identify me with my driver's license, which had none of the above on. I passed them back on. I went through security. I sat in the gate area for an hour. I think I bought a cup of coffee. I talked on the computer where two women recognized my voice in the gateway and were talking to me about the toxic masks and the toxic shots as they were on their way to a funeral. Mm. They were on their way to a funeral of a 58-year-old man or 60-ish-year-old man who died after the second shot. This man ran six miles a day, can't run. If you're a high exerciser, you're going to die from the shot because it's like throwing, it's like a howitzer. It's not just gasoline on a fire. It's a neutron bomb. Mm. Let me just tell my husband. My <laughs> So at any rate. Yes, yes. <laughs> So you're, you're, you were in the, at the gate, you were talking to two women that are going to a funeral. Yeah, for a yes. man who died from the died shot. From the shot, yes. And yes. so they, yes. were wearing, they were wearing different forms of masks, not the one I had on. Right. Um, they were, um, um, you know, they were, they were upset about all of it. And we were actually talking about all of it for at least a half hour, maybe, okay. maybe longer. So I, when, when first class was called, you know, the, the Medical Academy of Pediatric Special Needs Travel Agency bought my um, plane ticket. Um, and, and so, um, and throughout the airport, the Santa Barbara airport, they kept saying it's federal law you must wear a mask, you can't wear a bandana, you can't wear anything, you know, and, and we both, we commented to each other, it's not a federal law. There is no law. It's not a law at all. It is not a law. That's wrong. It's wrong for them to do that. They're driving anger. They're driving immune suppression. And and uh, again, so we just said it's not a law. You know, stop lying over the loudspeaker. It's yeah. not, <laughs> it's you know, not a law at all. Exactly. Yeah. But we were wearing them nonetheless. We right. obeyed the rules, and right. so. But it matters later on. So I I go through when first classes is um is called. I say see you in a little while. And I get up and I go stand right there in line. Number seat number one gets on the plane. Yes. Um, you know 
I walk by the two gate agents and they continue to say this. One of the gate agents continues to say, um, you know, the mask, um, um, you have to wear this kind of mask. These kinds of masks aren't allowed. Both of them mm -hmm. checked in. I looked at both of them and they said, thank you very much, Ms. And they started to say Mikevitz and I said, and they, Mikevitz, and I said, have a great day, have a wonderful day and walk down the, the gate. The gangway, right, yes. Uh -huh. And in behind the, the first gentleman that walked in line. And, mm -hmm. so, and, and so, you know, I didn't think about it much later, um, but I, until much later, but I got off the plane um, and the, this, stewardess, the flight attendant, the female flight attendant, standing there in the blue surgical paper mask, which is against Prop 65. By the data, it's against the law. By the data, I'm show, I was showing in that slideshow. Okay. And I got my book, The Case Against the Mask, in my briefcase. You're and right. I'm about ready to go tell the dentists, the oral surgeons about the toxic fluoride and PFOEs, plastics and carbons and fibers. And I'm about to go, go tell the medical academy, pediatrician, special needs, can't wear that mask, wear this mask. I'm about to teach the doctors. Right. So I, I, she, she says, good morning. I look at her, I say, good morning. She starts to hand me the toxic hand sanitizer, which again is, is taking, is putting alcohol into your bloodstream, making you acidic. No, 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 no. I said, no, thank you. Good morning. Took, went, took three steps down to my seat, put my seat belt, uh, my, my backpack up above my seat, my briefcase next to me, sat down and she came behind me and said, you can't wear that mask. And, and so interestingly, nobody boards the plane. Right. From the time I say Mikevitz, because okay. enough time has come that there are three or four people down that jetway. Everybody right lined up behind me i'm 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 touching the person next to me um yes. and anyway just for for thought for later yeah so i said pardon me oh yes and i don't even think about it i said well of course i can yeah um um yes um i've worn this mask on three other flights what's the problem um there's no problem she said it's a mesh mask i said no it's a triple layer and i started you know being judy mikovitz and explaining the chemistry of the mask <laughs> right <laughs> really cool isn't it and she got she got belligerent and she started saying no I'm, I'm telling you you can't wear this mask and she went up and she got and again nobody's getting on this plane and she got one of these blue toxic masks and she came to me and she said you will wear this mask and say you'll wear it the entire flight and or, or you're off this plane and and I'm practically in tears because I know it'll kill me I've passed on on flights before and I can give you the flight number. I cannot fly across the country because of my XMRVs. Yes. And, I, and, and I can't say that because I can't be a hypocrite. I'm right. going to teach the dangers of that thing. No, I can't do that. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm sad because, you know, I'm trying to teach doctors to save lives. That's our job. And, um, you know, and I don't want to take this flight. I want to stay home, but I've got to. And, right. and, and, and I know at this part that it's not going to end well for me. Right. So, um, and so she continues to persist. And, you know, and I, at one point I took it and I'm ashamed of myself. I took it and I said, okay, I'll wear it. And, and I, and I put it over top the of silver, the, which right. 
help me because the nanofibers will go through the silver ones. So I knew that. So I'm thinking there's no way I'm going to stop me from driving lung cancer. So I'm saying I have lung cancer. I can't. I cannot. I have lung cancer. I can't. And the only reason I didn't say I have XMRV diseases because nobody knows what that is. Because um, <laughs> they took that out of all the world. Everybody knows COVID, but why don't we just call it XMRV? Um, right. That's what it is. Right, right, right. <laughs> At any rate, I just say, you know, I just say, I can't, I can't, I've worn this, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm doing nothing wrong, I obeyed all the rules, you know, right. I, I sat here for an hour, and I'm just, I'm just pleading my case, and she, she gets adamant, belligerent, she leaves, she go gets the pilot, she calls security, and she sends another, the, the poor gate agent, and another sweet flight attendant um, to show me, you know, with one of the dangerous masks on, one of the solid paper, you know, a plastic masks or cloth masks that are sprayed with all those plastics. And um, 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 so, uh, sorry, I had a call that I have to talk to later. Um, anyway, so I'll finish rather quickly. But at, at any rate, so she, um, you know, and and at this point, she, I started to put it on my face and said, and she said, and she said, no, now I know not, you're not genuine, you're off this plane. You know, and I'm just sitting there saying, you know, Christ, I'm going to get beat up or arrested, you know, and, and she's like, we're calling the police. And I said, I am not leaving this plane. I said, call the sheriff, call the sheriff, call the sheriff. sheriff. The sheriff knows it's not a law. No sheriff, especially the Santa Barbara County or the Ventura County. They've already said public, we will not arrest somebody. This is not a law. So I'm just pleading, call the sheriff. Right, call the sheriff. right. And, and you were wearing a mask and you it wasn't just a mess mask. And you had been on three other flights. It's like, correct. And, and, the, and the flight attendant came down, the other one came down and said, um, we won't, came down and said, we won't, um, um, you know, we, here's the list, here's the pictures on the website of non-permitted masks. And, and I've never seen these before because I didn't buy the ticket. And, and I carefully said to her, this is not what this mask is. And by that time, it's in my hand. That's not what this mask is. And look, and I'm trying to show her and she's just turning around and she's not hearing any of it. She's trying to pretend I'm wearing one that's against the rules. I'm not. Yeah, and so she leaves the plane and um, police agent or police officers come on the plane and they're saying, you're getting off this plane. And I said, no, I am not. There is no law. I've done nothing. I've broken no laws. I've broken no rules, you know, call the sheriff. You know, I'm just pleading. And so at that point he says, he starts to touch me and I'm, I'm trying to film this with my iPhone and right. he's trying to grab the phone off my hand. Interestingly, in the time when they were waiting for the police, Right. When they were waiting for the police, they um, um, they cleared the plane of the only other person that was on it. And the pilot and the stewardess who perpetrated the, the crime right. um, went into the cockpit. Mm -hmm. um, so they um, they're not seeing what the police do to me. Right. This police officer, you know, I, I, you know, he's, he's threatening. He's like, you know, you're getting off this plane and I'm saying, call the sheriff. So finally he grabs me by the arm and he's trying to get the phone on my hand. I said, you can't touch me. 
You can't touch me. Leave me alone. I'm getting up. And I started to un don't touch me. I'm getting up. Um, I, I, um, I, um, I unbuckle my seatbelt and I start to stand up. I'm sitting on the window seat. He grabs me by the forearm of the left arm and he does a hold where he twists my left arm behind my back, shoves me up against the window and my arm was in an unnatural elbow twisted far up against my head. He's pushing me in a hold that police officers supposed to are supposed to use only if their life is threatened. I, you know, I'm seeing stars. I almost pass out excruciating pain. It feels like he's broken my left arm. And, and I'm by that time I'm screaming, you're hurting me. You're hurting me. I'm getting off. I'm getting off to get off the plane. Sorry. Right. Right. At any rate. So, um, he continues twisting my arm yanks the phone out of my right hand, which is as far stretched against the back window as I can. So I can tape as much of this as I can before they get it out of my hand. And right. then, he, then he handcuffs me with my arm still twisted such that every time you touch the handcuffs, you, you could scream out in pain. Yeah. And then he marches me up the jetway through an angry mob with my mask in my hands handcuffed behind my back as if I've refused to wear it. Um, and, and this crowd is, is literally spitting through their mask saying, throw away the key. And those two young women are taping it and I'm mouthing, please show the mask is in my hand. Please show, I, you know, because this is a setup. Right. This is, by this time, they are going to make an example, and it doesn't have to be that they know who Judy Mikovits is, but right. hey, you know what? They knew my name's on the ticket. They, right. they had plenty of time in that half hour to go figure out exactly the problem they you had were. and what right. they were trying to do on this plane. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they knew who you were, and it was it's so ridiculous. Like you said, you've been on three flights already with the mask, with that same mask, and it's not it's like you said, it's layered. It's not just a mesh. I mean, it's a healthy. It's it's for your health, and you have health, legitimate health issues. Correct. Um, it's and oh I have God. no fever. I have no fever. I'm otherwise healthy. And, and I'm caught totally off guard. As I said, I'm just sitting there. No, no, you don't understand. This is no problem. I've done this, you know, you yeah. know, because I got the triple layer one because on the first one, they said you couldn't put the mesh, the double layer mesh over the shield of glory. Okay. So, well, okay. If that doesn't work, you know, still it should have worked. Right, you know, right. I got another kind. There are solid triple layer. You know, it's like, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that no mask is FDA approved. Right. No mask prevents other than the silver copper prevents a virus. Um, from from all viruses, any viruses, any bacteria, no mask should be worn by a healthy person on an airplane ever, ever in oxidative stress. I saw the pilot come out of there and he had the blue mask on and I'm thinking, thank God I'm not flying. With that. <laughs> right. he's, he's not yeah. getting oxygen to his brain and he's Correct. flying the plane. Yeah. And, and wearing those masks with a closed car window is DUI. Because mm. it's the same thing as alcohol or drugs. You're not getting oxygen in your brain. And we're seeing accidents here in Ventura. Yes. There's a sign on the wall. Accidents are hugely increased. Yes, yes 
People are driving under the influence, uh, the lack of oxygen, the yes. CO2 in their blood. People are driving, not knowing where they are. They can't see their glasses are fog, their brains on fire. Yeah, I believe that. I believe several accidents and several people have died from wearing a mask while driving. I believe that. Yes. Yep. It's, oh my goodness. It is okay. so, so yes. that's the end of the story. They yes. dragged me out of this angry mob who's screaming at me. Yes. And, and I believe I screamed back saying, you moron, you can kill yourself if you want, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, no, no. But you, but the thing is, you really were trying to do, you actually have gone, I've only, well, I, I guess two flights going to California and coming back when I met you and you really, you, you went out of your way to abide by their ridiculous rules way more than I did. I mean, I did in the, in the uh, terminal, both LAX and Newark airport, I did not wear a mask in the terminal, not one bit. I have a, a badge of freedom. That, that's my daughter. I'll call her back. I have yeah, a badge of freedom. Have a yeah, no, I'll get her. I have a badge of, of freedom that says for, and it's every word is true. For health reasons, I cannot wear a mask. And that my health reason is I want to stay healthy. And the only time I ever wore a mask was on, so the, the, the stewardess came up to me while I was sitting at the gate and said, you know, I see your badge, but on the plane you are, well, and I said, yeah, I do. I have a mask, it's right here. I know on the plane I have to wear. And so I did, and I didn't find out until I met you in California, how deadly I had those blue masks. Uh, God forgive me, but I had the blue mask. And I was like, yeah, I said, I have my mask, but I did not put it on until I was in line to get on the plane. And then I find out when I get to California, you tell me that's the deadliest thing. I'm like, oh, okay, Caroline. But that's all I had. To, so I did, but I, I kind of nibbled, you know, once the plane took off, it's like, I'm not going to start nibbling before the plane take, takes off because I've seen them kick up. A, a guy had a Trump, this is before the election, he had a Trump hat on. He started nibbling his peanuts before the plane took off and they escorted, he was eating. How are you going to eat through a mask? So, um, so I, uh, I said, uh, you know, okay, I'll wait till the plane is in the air. And I had healthy snacks. I'm going to start to eat my healthy. So I, I kind of, I tried to wear it as little as possible. I tried to sip my juice. I tried to <laughs> nipple as much as possible. But I didn't know how deadly they were until I met you. But that's the only time in, in, since this whole madness has started, I had two flights to go to California, come back. And the only time was in LAX, I did not wear it. In Newark Airport, I did not wear it. I, in three Ubers, I had four Ubers, three Ubers, I did not wear it. One Uber driver asked me to, so I, I put it on. <laughs> well, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, we took a plane at L, we took a picture. My friend flew out of LAX the next Saturday, a couple of days later. I drove her there, and she took a picture of a United Airlines mass pilot in one of the mesh masks that are disallowed by their, the, that what the steward has showed me. That was not the mask I was wearing and so it's like oh yeah the pilot can wear it and then somebody else sent me a picture of john Kerry, you know the special envoy to president biden right. wearing 
wearing and having no mask in first class of American Airlines, you know, tell me you're not targeting people. Oh, yeah, you happen to wear a women for Trump hat. I mean, would I have gotten stopped if I didn't have this hat on that said we the people? Okay. Would I have been stopped the first time? Would I have been bothered if I didn't? And I didn't know I did had. I didn't remember I had the pink women for Trump hat on because somebody gave it to me and I put the hat on my right. head because right. I I always wear a hat. But hat. but the sad thing is I'm in first class, and I get in first class for one reason because right. I know I can eat and drink. And this stewardess in first class tells me she's not serving me. So I'm either going to sit there and I'm, I'm literally near tears. And, I, you know, by the time they finished beating me, I was worse. I get to the curb and they force me to sign this, this criminal citation of criminal trespassing. I'm not trespassing. And then they send a, they send a um, letter of, uh, you know, one of those, I forgot to my my house a um, uh, notice to appear whatever um, and 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 it says the code is the code is a code of law that's not criminal trespassing at all it's it's something of the nature of I started a bar fight and prevented the um, and prevented the the business from operating I mean this code of law has nothing to do with what they did to me there should have been no charges and in fact you know really the charges should go against everyone who participated in 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 this attack on me and on the freedoms of every other person who's been drug off a plane um and and this you know there is no safe mask they have no right to make anyone wear a mask and if if, if the best that good that god makes come out of this pure evil situation is that this will end sooner than later because as you will do, I will make it a public nightmare and yes. I will not remain silent. I will be on show after show after show, including yes. two more today talking yes. to people and showing what happened. And I have I have the exhibits that I'll email you. I'll have the yes. exact written what I wrote to the airlines in the airport. You know, awesome. you know they will get a lawsuit for... Yes criminal assault and yes. and she for impersonating a medical professional you know and and criminal assault and, yes. and so we'll stop this abuse of innocent yes. people and this yes. discrimination against the most vulnerable in our society um you know yes. if if there is and and i'm sure there is a god in heaven will stop yeah. oh yeah yeah we we are like i'm a, i'm like i said i know we are it doesn't look like it but we, the people, are winning. Humanity is winning. It doesn't, well, the people are like, well, what? I just know it. Because you know what? Nothing ever is as it seems in this crazy 3D yeah. matrix we live in. It's nothing. So we are winning. It doesn't look like it. But remember, it's also darkest before the dawn. Dawn is right around the corner. Yes. We are winning. Well, thank you so much. Like I said, this entire, entire video will be on BitChute because BitChute will let me post it there. I'll just have an intro to it on um, YouTube because YouTube, ah, we know. <laughs> we know. We know big, big text wants to censor the truth period. So yes, please send me everything. And I will definitely have your slides in this. I will make this a great video and it will be on BitChute so everybody can see the entire video from beginning to end. Awesome. Great. You got it. Thank
Thank you so much. Love you. And I don't know when, I guess you won't be flying anytime soon, but when we get, when we get out to the West coast, I'm going to look you up because, um, you know, I was telling you about the tour. So I'm going to get to the I, West. I actually will be flying. Oh, you will? I got a fabulous criminal lawyer. And she said, you go, Judy, you've done nothing wrong. I will be, it won't be American and it won't be United, but there's okay he's gonna obey the law out there. awesome awesome thank you so much i love you so much thank you so much for your time and i'll let you go and i guess i'll call my daughter and i'll yep. find out i haven't had the conversation about the vaccine the COVID, with her but i i need to have that because you're absolutely right she's already vaccine injured let's not make Just it even show her those slides about sincitin and ms and 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 she won't okay i will do that Okay, thank you so much. So much love. Thank okay. you. Bye bye for Hi. now. I really hope you enjoyed um, the parts that you were able to see on YouTube. And also, I hope you got the opportunity to see the entire show that I recorded with Dr. Judy Mikovits. I consider her a dear friend. Um, I just also want to invite you to check out my website at awaketowonenessradio.org. I love to mentor. So I am offering a free mentoring session with anyone who is interested in a mentoring session with me. Just go to my website, send me an email, and I'll, I'll be very happy to um, offer you a free, to schedule a free mentoring session. Um, I actually am putting the Zoom meetings on hold. I'm actually um, engaging in a new, pro a new project very exciting new project that I will share more with you very soon. But that new, new project is taking up a lot of my time. So I won't be resuming Zoom meetings um, until this project is probably not until the end of the year. But if you wanna contact me, you can always reach me at awake to oneness radio. Uh, org. Also on my website, there is a list of wonderful, amazing, free, holistic events, summits, um, holistic healing, energy healing, all sorts of workshops and summits and webinars are listed on my website for free. I update that list weekly. So I would check it out once a week to see if there's something that you're interested in. So go to my website, Awake to Win This Radio. You will find a list of holistic events, online events for free. And also you can email me if you're interested in a mentoring session. Also, um, I do have a donation button on my website because everything I do is from my heart and so just to help support the show if this if the show is inspiring to you i greatly appreciate a donation of just a dollar five dollars a month whatever you can afford and whatever your your you lay spirit lays on your heart to give okay thanks a lot bye for now peace and love bye-bye Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.